Guys, welcome to episode 57 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. We were just discussing potentially changing the intro <laughs> to the Bill O'Reilly effort. We'll do it live. We'll just do it live yeah. right into the music. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're just being silly. Right. Uh, guys, today's show, we're going to talk about something that I love, and that's bad wrestling. And stuff that's so bad it's good. Think WCW 95. For yeah. kind of a reference point and a few other even things. WWF 95 yes and a few other <laughs> things we're going to talk about uh, also we'll talk about All In I got to go to All In and Eric and I went to StarCast uh, we're not going to talk about StarCast this week because next week I'm going to do a show on meeting wrestlers so it'll tie into that a little bit better yeah uh, but I will definitely give my All In review being there you can give it being you can give it watching on tv type of thing yeah we were just talking like just briefly just i thought the experience of watching it was better because you didn't know a lot of people not a lot of people but a few people you didn't know just so, the first match <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i don't know anybody right. is um well let me get through the through well there the, were other people the that I, here. I, let I, me get through the propers here as okay. before the show ppw podcast on twitter uh, i'm gonna do i'm doing a giveaway so i have that extra copy of Survivor Series 92 VHS uh, from Coliseum Video that I got sent to me, so I'm going to give that away. I'll tweet out the, the contest thing after the show drops today, and today's Friday, so that I will give it out next Thursday, we'll say. Yeah. It'll just be a simple retweet follow type of thing in order to win, and no other pre-requirements because it's just an old VHS tape. Not a particularly rare one, but it's still cool to have. Uh, yeah, it's a nice giveaway. Yeah, people are free, man. You can give me free rocks. People so I don't, be, I don't know grateful. If you, I don't know if you have, um, like, if I can interrupt you for a quick second, then you can get back on track. Yeah, sure. I was going through my shed the other day, look, just looking for stuff, and I found a bunch of, like, VHS tapes, but I don't have it. Oh, I do have a VCR. Forget it. But anyway, when I was coming across them, they weren't, like, anything that you bought. They were all things that I recorded. Yeah. So there were some things that were not wrestling related. I'm like, why did I record this? But was then, it porn? No, one of them actually was like the Hawaiian Tropic Bikini Contest. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the TV had to be on that channel. Uh-huh. And my mom and my sister were like, what the hell? Or why are we watching this? Not only that, why little... is there a tape in there? Are you going to watch this later? <laughs> right. I don't know why I did that. It, I don't know. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like 2008. <laughs> no, no. It was like, it was like 92, 91. Okay. And then there was like an episode of Raw. And then so some, you, these uh, are in your shed? Uh, is your shed outside? Yeah. These tapes haven't melted yet? I don't know. I didn't even take them. I just looked at the, uh, you know, the, yeah, the, uh, the side of label. Them. Yeah. 
But anyways, I'll pull them out and see if they work. Okay, sounds good. I have a VCR, too, in case All you right. want to bring them over. Level watch party. Maybe. With the Bikini Tropic. <laughs> <laughs> the Bikini Tropic. I 92? think that's what it was. Something yes. like that. Yes. We'll watch that. Like I said, PPW Podcast <laughs> on Twitter is where you can follow us for all the tweets and pictures and follow-alongs and all that other stuff. Uh, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. We feed into that. Uh, if you want to re- leave a review on iTunes, it'd be much appreciated. It helps people see the show more. And if you want to support the show, whatamaneuver.net, pick up the T-shirts. We have two available, multiple colors. One that's just positively pro wrestling, which I got a handful of compliments on at Starcast. Be like, oh, what is that? And then, like, before I had a chance to answer, they kind of like talked about themselves. Like, there's a couple oh. guys. It's okay though. Maybe it's just like, uh, hey, what's up? And you don't really, you don't want to explain what's up. <laughs> you just say, yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the podcast throw thing was interesting at Starcast. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, mm. But yeah, it was the whole the whole weekend was fun. But anyway, uh, head to What Maneuver, pick up the shirt to support us. There's a couple people, before we get started, too, I want to thank and kind of give a special shout-out to for, for listening and being supporters of the show. Just people I've had interactions with over the past couple of weeks for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So RadChat86, he's on Twitter. He's part of, like, the whole Fig Life community thing. Uh, him and I have been talking about tapes and stuff like that, and he's trying to collect the big box stuff, so it's pretty cool to talk to him. Uh, a new listener, Collector Derek, reached out to me, said, hey, I just found the show, kind of going through the archives. It's great. We're on the same age, so I feel like we're in the same that's awesome. wheelhouse stuff, so that's pretty cool, too. Uh, of course, uh, Wrestling Figure Maniac is back at WF Maniac, posting a lot more, it seems. And he lives out in Northern Ireland, and he's got, like, gorgeous countryside and stuff, and he's taking his figures out there, like, on the beach. Yeah. He's taking all his Andre figures and putting, like, these gorgeous rocks yeah. and things like that. So follow him at WF Maniac. And then our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast, they have episode 100 coming up uh, at OVP Podcast. Follow them, too. And I got one more, but I'll talk about that in a second before All In because I met up with them at All In, so I kind of yeah. worked out. Um, I'm battling a little bit of a cold today, so we were just joking. Maybe the freaking Barbarian or Brutus Beefcake could give me his cold at, at Starcast or something. But I've been battling a little cold um, on NyQuil, so I'm a little loopy today. Or I guess DayQuil. NyQuil, I'd be falling asleep. And... Uh, I'll do my best to get through this show. I should be able to. I got my monster energy here. Let's get a sponsor. <clears throat> yeah, show. monster, the big one. <laughs> All right. Let's go get like Surge or something. <laughs> Surge. <laughs> I saw Seven Eleven at like something out today, like called Spark. Let's get yeah, let's Spark get them energy. As a sponsor. Right. <laughs> That's a little more our level. So All In took place uh, September first. That Saturday, you watched this show a day later because I thought we were going to save this. No, All In we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. We're not talking about StarCast. Oh, okay. StarCast was meeting wrestlers, gotcha. so all in the show. Uh, what did you think? Like, what, what letter grade? Like, you, after the show's over, like, okay, it's a five-hour show. You watch the whole thing. I watched it in three parts because I was, okay. you know, doing stuff. So it's not like I sat there for five hours. But all the content that I watched, I would give it, a, like, an A-. minus. Yeah. I thought it was good. The audio, you know, was up and down at the beginning, uh, zero hour. Was up and down, so I think they were tr- still trying to figure out the audio. Yeah. Um, Speaking of zero hour, that battle royal was so good. It was. I loved it. Everything was great. I love I, Marco Stunt. I love now that little guy. Uh, I thought Colt Cabana was going to win. And what's funny is, so you know, the the opening spot, Bully Ray puts the luchador through the table. Yeah. And at first, it would happen like, oh, that's probably Flip Gordon. And then as the match went, you completely forgot about him. Right. Because he was I forgot about him. Right. Completely forgot about him. But I just love that battle royal. 
And I think to appreciate that, you have to watch like the Being Elite stuff and, yeah. and follow the Flip Gordon storyline. And I'm pretty sure everybody in the everybody there did. did I'm yeah. sure, but you know, people watching may not have. Yeah, at least people on Zero Hour. Uh, it was it, being there. Like the crowd was like, "All right, let's go." So I missed the opening match of the Briscoes tag yeah. match because I was in the merch line. That thing was ridiculous. I cannot believe. People as like merch savvy as the Young Bucks and Cody and the being the elite team had two merch tables in the entire arena. Like you should have had tents outside, all this stuff, but yeah. there's two merch tables in the whole arena. We well, waited they came an hour. with at least six hot topic boxes of the pops, like when they came in to sign on uh on Friday. Yeah. So I mean they've got a lot of stuff. I, but yeah, they should have had more tables. But, I yeah. read that they sold out of everything. I'm sure they did, which is kind of why I was like, all right, I'm gonna because I wanted to get a couple things. I got a shirt and a hat, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stay here like, you know, the whole time. And and I, and I waited, and it was fine. But like, because again, it wasn't a big deal. We were in there early. We're, we met up with uh, Dan and Clint from the Ringside Podcast, uh, our friends from before. They we mm-hmm. ran in in line, so nice to just talk to them and like kill the time standing line. How did your party. friend like it? My buddy Tony. So yeah. my buddy Tony, who came with us, he's the one that came with WrestleMania. He wasn't a wrestling fan, or he hasn't watched wrestling in whatever. I kind of got him into the being the elite video, so he's yeah. all up to date on that. So he knew everything that was going That's on awesome. because Good. of it. And he's like, he's like, he's like, it was a really cool show. He's like, I liked it. It was fun, you know. And he liked yeah. it a lot. And we talked about how when we were there, we got there early and we were tailgating, and he was like, this feels like a really giant event. And he goes, and it is. He's like, but at the same time. After we leave, it's not going to be like hell leaving because it's only 10,000 yeah. people compared to WrestleMania we went to, which is almost 80,000 right. people. And the cool thing about that, I think, is a lot, lot, just a lot of like real fans and insiders like made this huge. Right. And then you can drive home probably past 1,000 people on the highway and they, they have no idea what just went on. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like a, the big secret that everybody's in on yeah. a little bit. It's, it's really cool. And that's kind of why I find myself like buying so much of their stuff. Because I want to support them. Like, okay, you get, this is your stuff. Like, if I go and buy um, a Young Bucks shirt or buy, like, the all-in hat, I know that's going yeah. to you guys. And you, right. you put your money into this. And I, uh, th- this is a quick sidebar here. So, at StarCast on Saturday, day of, I went again. You weren't with me that day. In the vendor room, there was a guy selling all-in turnbuckle pads autographed by the Cody, the Young Bucks and Cody. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder how much those are. I'm like, they're probably, like, 200 bucks. So I see, I'm like, how much are those? Oh, they're 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, that's not bad at all. Are you you know? one? Well, let me finish. Okay. So I'm like, that's not bad. And I was like, he was trying to like sell me on like getting one. And I was like, you know, I'm like, I have nowhere really to put it. I got more stuff to hang up. And I was like, it's not like a real turnbuckle pad. It's like a replica one they made and all that. I'm like, I'll pass. So we go down to another vendor area and he's got them. I'm like, what is this guy selling for? I'm like, hey, how much are those? He goes, they're 150. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, whatever. I go, that guy over there is selling over 50. And he goes, he better not be. <laughs> so apparently that guy worked for him. Yeah. And he was like yelling. He's like, you've been selling these for 50 bucks. Like, oh, going man. off. He goes, he goes, I paid 60 bucks each one just for their signature. So right. <laughs> I'm like, I should have bought one because it was a good deal. Right. Um, I'm not like upset that I didn't buy one because again, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it was just hilarious because that happened to that guy. I did end up buying, they had the limited edition. They just, I put the pre-order in. It's a the canvas, a, all the, the piece of the can, the ring canvas signed yeah. by the Young Bucks and Cody on like a plaque. So I bought one of those. They do have. I just joke with my wife. Speaking of turnbuckles, so there's 12 turnbuckle pads from the night that yeah. they're put up for sale that they're going to be signed. Only 10 are available. Right. Because Cody took one, and the Young Bucks took one. And there's only 10 ever available. They're a mm-hmm. thousand bucks. And I was telling Laura, I'm like, I'm going to buy one. She's like, I do <clears> not. <throat> no, it's a thousand dollars. And I was like. 
Oh, no, right. She, like, I was trying to, like, gauge, like, I told her I bought one to see if she'd be pissed. And if she yeah. wasn't, I was just going to buy it. But, <laughs> uh, but no, I, she didn't. And I, again, it's, it's, I'm not going to drop a thousand dollars. That's a, that's a lot, but. I wouldn't drop it. It's history, though. I guess. If you I, have the money and it's just, like, changed to you, I would buy it. Right, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, your favorite wrestlers, you wouldn't buy a thousand dollar, like, Shawn Michaels item. I'm like, you're right, I wouldn't. So I'm yeah. not going to buy this type of thing. Yeah, maybe you're just still in the hangover period. Probably, probably. Because I was, I was, I've been thinking about it for at least four or five days. Yeah. Like, after watching, I'm like, it was so cool, it was so cool. And then I, I saw somebody on Twitter about the all in hangover. I'm like, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Because, you know, in about two, three weeks, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw it. What, um, so we're not going to break down the card or anything. We've got more stuff to get to today. What was a, I guess, a couple of your, what was like a few, like a handful of your highlights from the night from you watching on TV? I'll kind of tell you mine. I think is, is like a previous, uh, just as a wrestling fan in general, like going back and like callbacks and stuff like that. I really enjoyed the Jay Lethal slapping on the shoulder, turning into, um, Black Machismo, yep. and then back into Jay Lethal. Okay. And Lanny Poffo coming out there and, and doing that, like, you know, giving him the, what do you call it, like the honors or something? To, the blessing? Yeah, the blessing to be, you know, do the, the Savage impersonation. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the ending of Cody, like, just, I don't know, just everything. The Bulldog Red Heart finish from SummerSlam 92. I mean, no, the celebration at the end, like his music and then the emotion and then um, even, well, on the on the uh, watching it, even Ian Riccoboni was just getting all choked up about it because, I mean, it is a big deal. It, six months ago, if you're talking about <laughs> the NWA, it's like, who cares about the NWA? But knowing the history of, of Ric Flair, Harley Race, um, Dusty Rhodes, and then that's like... Yeah, what Cody wanted to do that was like I think that was his second biggest thing with All In. He wanted All In to be a success, and he wanted to win the NWA Championship. I didn't think he was going to win the title. I, I thought Nick Aldis was just bigger and stronger when they were face to face, and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to win. Yeah, because Cody is a smaller guy. Keeping a kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, what what? Uh, and the interference with with. Um, Brandy, like, getting hit with yeah. the elbow, like, all of that stuff is so memorable. And then the other one is just, because I love Pentagon Jr., and I have since Lucha Underground when he was Pentagon Dark and the whole thing with um, Vampiro, like, I love that yeah. storyline. Um, if you don't know about it, it's I'm sure it's on Netflix. Go back and watch it. It's just a good storyline, I think, in season one. But anyway, I really love Pentagon Jr. And just Kenny Omega coming out and just the reaction for Kenny Omega was huge. Yeah. Well, Pentagon came out first, and it's just like... I'm thinking, like, how many people don't really know a lot about Pentagon I as much as I do? Like, I, I love him and just his it music. It seems like everyone knew who he was, though, when he was doing the Saddle, Fat, or whatever. Metal. No like zero, zero Fear. fear. Like, God, everyone was doing it. I it was gives like, me goosebumps. And I was like, I don't get it, but it was. But I got he, it. He kind of came out of nowhere. He's been building up, like, this, yeah. this indie following, and he's just really huge. He came from Mexico. Like, he adapted so well. Built a fan base. He's got an awesome look, in my opinion. Like, he yeah. just looks good. Like, he's a top-notch guy. And him and Omega, I thought that match was amazing. And it's, to yep. both of their credit, they're both great. And then the ter- the rise of the Terminator claps for yep. Omega. Like, just, I don't know. The whole thing was amazing. Uh, any other standouts? Those are kind of your, your main um, I guess ones. closing it out with uh, Ray Mysterio, you know, being a little late, about 20 minutes. <laughs> they're playing his music. Yeah, like, that was weird. Yeah. Like, they like they missed their cue. Like, everyone was like, what's going on? And, you got, and then, like, as soon as the match started, you could tell, oh, they're in a hurry. Yeah. Like, being there live. Yeah. And 
we saw like the graphic on the screen, like they there's one, two, three, and then they show the graphic, like oh my god, they just beat the end of the end of the pay per view. Yeah. So awesome. however they got communicated before the match, after the match, during the match, I don't know, but it seemed pretty seamless. Yeah. Like how it went down. Well, and they it didn't knew seem they, like it was too short either. Well, it was like twelve minutes. It was supposed to be like twenty eight. Yeah. So they knew. I think um, twelve was good. <laughs> uh, my so a few of my highlights things. One. To me, when the show really, like, kicked into gear, like, it was really good. You know, the Hangman page and Joey, the Joey Ryan Janella. stuff. Yeah, Joey Ryan. Or, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and Janella, but the Ryan stuff was cool. It was funny or whatever, like, oh, those are hilarious, inflatable dicks, you know, all that stuff. It's yeah. fine. Um, but it's, at the same point, if the WWE ever did that, like, people, like, you guys are lamest things ever and blah, blah, blah. But They won't do that. And I, no. My dad was laughing at it, but... I think you have to understand Joey Ryan is more just like famous dick wrestler. Yeah, I mean that's just what he does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but when the Cody all this match, I'm su- I mean that was what fourth? Yeah, I don't remember third or fourth. And I'm like I, in looking back, it it probably should have closed the show just because of the moment, the emotional moment of it. And when it ended, like everyone popped. It was crazy. Yeah. A couple of my favorite parts, I loved the UFC-style walkouts for both of them, mm-hmm. yeah. where they had, like, their crew, right? you know, and when Cody was, so Cody was walking, and then he bent down to pet Farrell, the place blew up when Farrell was like, ah! So Cody was on the Bunny Ears podcast, which is Macaulay Culkin's podcast, and you can listen to it on iTunes now if you guys want. It was the day after All In, and it was at StarCast, and he was talking about Pharaoh, and he goes, you know, originally the idea was I was going to walk him to the stairs and then hand him off. And he goes, but then I heard the pop, and I was like, he can walk up the stairs with me. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm walking, and he's like, I look at Brandy, and she's like glaring, like, why is the dog here? Yeah. And like he was like, he was, you know, a little scared for a second, and like DDP kind of petted him, and he was good. And he goes, I looked down at him right before the match started, and, and you know, or when they, before they take him to the back, and like he looked at me like everyone's here for me type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that the match itself was was fine. It was nice to see Glacier and his crew, right? <laughs> Glacier and GF Jarrett and all them. I mean, the match itself was fine, but the ending, like the pop happened, was crazy. And then Cody's entrance came on, and he was just going nuts, getting people ripped his shirt off, and getting people to go. That's when the show kicked into gear. Yeah. My favorite match of the night was Marty Scroll versus Okada. That that was a really good match too. That apparently that's the one that went long, but that one really really got it going for. That it. I was really that was a great it. story that they were yeah. telling. Like I loved it. And I was just, I knew it was going to happen, but like the umbrella block and the rainmaker. Yeah, yeah. Like we want it, we want it, and then it happened. <laughs> like yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then the whole show, you know, you guys didn't see it, but it went off the air and like. They gave this big rah rah emotional speech. Cody and the Young Bucks both did, and Cody's like, "We're not, we're we're sticking together, and, and whatever happens, happens, and all that stuff." So, looking forward to it. As far as the future goes, I mean, I don't see Cody or the Bucks going to the WWE, but I can see Cody Kenny Omega eventually wanting to go and saying yeah. and just like wanting to show like his skills there. Yeah, got to be for the right money, but we'll see. Speaking of the All In, the I saw a tweet about the lucha brothers which is uh, uh ray phoenix and pentagon jr okay they said they don't know what's next nxt so they, they'd probably be showing up in nxt pentagon jr yeah 
Who's Pentagon Jr.? Uh, Pentagon. Pentagon. Oh, okay. Against Omega. Okay. He's going to MXT? Yeah. Maybe it was just a tease. <laughs> Who would tease that? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we're going to see what happens next. NXT. <laughs> Maybe he ran out of characters on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Okay. From all. Oh, one more thing. Uh, before All In and at StarCast, I ran into Jeff and Celeste from the Fully Posable podcast. Uh, everyone listening to this show probably knows them. Super, super nice and super awesome. We talked for a while. They came and hang out with us. Can't say how great it was to see them and how, how cool they were to us and just to talk for a little bit. And I'm glad they had a good time in Chicago. And I told them next time I'm in California, I'll go see them again. Or I'll, I'll go visit them because that's where they're out in San Francisco. But I'm considering, I'm not going to WrestleMania this year for sure. I'm just not. It's going to be second kid. It's going to be ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. Mania itself is going to be expensive. It'll be in New York. And I was joking, though, kind of half, like, maybe I'll just go out there and do all the other stuff and leave, like, WrestleMania Day and come back home and watch it. We'll see. Yeah. Probably not going to happen, but we'll see. Okay. So we go from that awesome, amazing wrestling, everything great about wrestling. You better not put this down. To what I love more than anything, and that's bad wrestling. Uh, This is stuff that's so bad it's good. Mm -hmm. Not stuff that's just bad. You know, like, oh, come on. But, like, stuff like when you watch it back, you're like, this is amazing. So I don't, I don't know if you just want to kind of bounce back and forth, but I, I have let's, stuff let's on mind start, that's, like, in, in order, like, from no, let's, time period. So let's start kind of a little out of the box. Let's start with your suggestion, which was the first episode of WWE ECW. You told me to watch that yesterday. Yeah. Let's start with that. So one of the things that with the WWE ECW came up in 2006 I'm sure everybody knows the story. If not, it's online. It's um, it's just a, a revamped version, kind of watered down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that they brought back was Sandman, Sabu, RVD, Dreamer, Dreamer, like kind of like the uh, the originals. originals, and then a couple new guys like Amish Roadkill and Balls Mahoney was kind of newer at the time. He was still ECW, but whatever. So the first matches get shit on a lot, and I'm. I don't think it should because it was kind of an ongoing theme for the next couple episodes. So the first episode, they're on sci-fi, so they got to kind of do something to make it more sci-fi. So they had this guy, the zombie, come out. Yep. And he's got his arms like just like walking out. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's got all this dust in his hair, like dirt, dust, whatever. So he comes out. Everybody's like booing the hell out of him. Like, what the hell is this guy? And then uh, Joey uh, Styles. Joey Styles is like, what the hell is it? And Taz is like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) This is an ECW. So then the zombie grabs the mic. He's like, for like a minute. (laughs) This is ridiculous. And then uh, uh, it was it was fun watching it. I watched it. It, it was, was fun watching. I'm it's like, only like forty minutes too. Mm, that's what I liked about him. So I was able to watch at least three of them. Like in one we're not night. talking about the rest of no, them. No, 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 we're not. One. But I'm just saying, the forty minutes it's an easy watch if you want to get into it. It's not too bad. Yeah, Kelly Kelly's a plus in there too. I'll talk about her. Yeah. So Sandman's music starts to hit. It's not the Enter Sandman. It's like this redid sure. vanilla ice version of of enter sandman yeah. he comes out Kane drinking beer smashing beer on his head he comes out beats the snot <laughs> out, of, out of the uh the zombie with his his, his cane matches yeah. over in like two minutes so right that whole thing just keeps getting talked about because it's a zombie it's a zombie in ecw second week comes around 
and the guy in the ring comes out. It's like Nacho Libre, but they call him Macho Libre. Okay. So he comes out, and he looks just like Nacho Libre, about 50 pounds heavier. But then he's talking like Macho Man. He's like, ooh, yeah, come on out. Like, he's got the mic, too. So I'm starting to see a theme. They're just bringing out shitty characters uh-huh. for the Sandman to beat up in, like, 10 seconds. Okay. So he comes out. He's doing his his uh, macho thing. And, again, Sandman's music comes out through the crowd. All that kind of stuff comes out and beats the snot out of him. Third week, this is where I kind of figured it out. I'm like, okay, this is this is just part of the show. It's a gag. I don't know if you remember the fat stripper guy. Yeah. Just like the cherub-looking fat guy. So yeah. he comes out. And he's he doing oil all over himself. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember So him. he would do that. And then, uh, again, Sandman comes out. He gets in the ring. This fat guy, I wish he had a name. He takes Sandman's beer, like pours on his head, pours on his body, and all that kind of stuff. And San- the look on Sandman's face is he's so disgusted and mad. And he's beating this bare-bodied guy in a thong with a cane. <laughs> like that, and he's he's wailing on him. So then there's a part where the the stripper guy is like bent over. His ass is like totally right there, hanging off the bottom rope. Sandman winds up and whacks him right in the ass. <laughs> so as he's walking back, as the fat guy's walking back up the ramp, you can see this big blister red mark <laughs> across his ass. <laughs> but I think that was fun. Like it was just a good part of the show. Okay. All right, that's fine. And uh, but go on to Kelly Kelly, which I thought was hilarious and amazing at the same time. Yeah, so Kelly Kelly debuts in ECW for episode one and whatever. She comes out, and she's doing little vignettes like, I'm an exhibitionist, and I'm going to show you everything I got, yeah. like in the beginning of the show. A couple matches later or whatever, she comes out, and they got this little uh, stripper stage set up. She comes out, a little corny stripper music. She's just... Kind of uncoordinated, but she's hot, right? So she's just moving around and all this kind of stuff. She takes her bottom off, takes her 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 shirts. Now she's down to her um, bra and underwear. Panties. Yeah, yeah. So then she turns around and she's like trying to undo the back of her bra. Yeah, trying and trying and trying. And everybody's like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. she's trying. She can't get it. So since she just thinks like she's gonna take her arms out of the straps uh-huh. of her shoulders and then lift the bra over her boobs. Yep. Still, the, it's not unsnapped. <laughs> she just puts her hands on there. She's kind of looking around awkwardly with her hands on her boobs. And then she gets walks off. <laughs> that's, that's weird. I would have watched. I mean, that's hilarious. And my, what's funny is I wasn't really watching wrestling at the time like, uh-huh. when this, this came back. And my other buddy, Eric, was like, you got it all, this Kelly Kelly. Every week she comes out. He's like, one of these days she's yeah. going to fuck up and she, her, she, her hand's going to slip or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So the first episode of ECW on WWE ECW Check it out, guys. It's, it's, yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad at all. But there are some things on there where you're like, what are they doing? But Not the zombie. The zombie wasn't one of the... Oh, the zombie is definitely one of those okay. things. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, next, let's go... There's This is a tough choice. How about we'll go Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, Halloween Havoc 90, 1998. Okay. So this is famously known as one of the worst matches of all time. Mm-hmm. This is when Warrior came back to WCW for his rematch with Hogan, uh, Hollywood Hogan. So it takes place appropriately enough at Halloween Havoc, which is not appropriate at all considering these two characters. There's a few things I liked. I don't know if you've watched the beginning of the pay-per-view, but I really liked how Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan talk about we were there in 1990 the first time these guys, yeah. guys wrestled. I thought that was a really cool, cool throwback because they were. Uh, I love the Halloween Havoc set. Yeah. It's got a giant inflatable pumpkin that moves back and forth with like a demon hugging it. Right. Big, big fan of that. Uh, th- those are like the super positives to start just the show. 
Now, then the match starts. So before the match starts, they show Hogan. Well, can I just say something? Yeah. Like, I liked the OWN, like the variation of NWO, the sure. One Warrior Nation. Clever. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> then I, and they were both in great shape. So I'm like, and watching this now, it just seems like it wasn't that far from the original one. What do you mean? Like, time-wise. Like, back then, it felt like it was 20 years since the first one. It was only eight years. I'm just saying that's what it felt like because it was so much, so many different things happened in sure. wrestling and, and just everything shifted and just whatever. But watching it again, like I could totally appreciate that this is like a rematch. Yeah, and I also love that this wasn't during the match, but when Warrior first came back and he confronted Hogan and Hogan's out there with the disciple who's Brutus the Barber Beefcake and he looks and he's like, who is this? Your barber? Everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> so that was good stuff. Yeah. Like I said, before the match starts, they show a clip of Hogan and Horace Hogan, which is his nephew, Hogan cracks him so hard right in the head with a chair. This isn't like a wrestling chair shot, just yeah. cracks him. And I like watched it twice. I'm like, oh God, like why did they show that? And you asked me yesterday when you were like, why is they showing this? I'm like, be patient. There's a payoff. Mm hmm. Um, mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a bad start. You know, they both have to render and this warrior jumps in and Hogan, there's a lot of delay in like Hogan, I'm going to kill this guy and yeah. all that stuff. Like a lot of delay. Um, well, he's telling somebody like a cameraman, he's like, get back, get back. I'm going to murder him. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to murder him. It's not bad. And there's power moves and, and Hogan yeah. being chicken. It's typical. And the crowd's like, okay, we're, we're in a little bit. I like some of the callbacks. all like the test of strength with the hands. Yeah. Uh, the crisscrossing Criss back and forth. Like, that, that was fun. I did like the um, the back and forth. And the, the, the thing I liked the most, it was near the end. So Hogan's doing elbow drops and Royer's rolling away. Right. <laughs> and then he and then like he rolls all the way to the corner and just rolls all the way back. Like <laughs> like he's in a rug trapped in a rug or something. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I've never seen anyone do that before and like they're trying to sell it. He probably never will. <laughs> uh, it was just great. Uh as soon as Hogan gets the upper hand in this match, that's kinda when it goes downhill with him just like scratching him and they're like moving in slow motion and yeah. I forgot. I, f I forgot how long the match was, which is kind of like tough to get through. But at the same time, it all leads up to an amazing payoff. Which um, is? Well, <laughs> first off, the NWO comes out to try to interfere. I was like, who knew Stevie Ray was in the NWO? I completely forgot about that. The Hogan's got the fire, like the fireball, the, right. the trick paper. He can't get the lighter to go. First time he's just flicking. Well, I thought the announcers did a good job. He's like, "What is he trying to do?" He's like, "Warrior's not having any of that." Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to flick it. He finally catches it. So I don't know if you noticed, like as he's trying to flick it, you can see sweat dripping onto oh, yeah. the mat, like all around everything. So everything's got to be wet. Yeah, and he's freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to. First off, he throws. He, he lights. He, first, he, he throws it at him. It's not on fire. And then, as he brings his hand back, it lights on fire. Mm -hmm. And that was probably supposed to be part of the finish. Yeah. But they have to improvise. So Warrior starts jumping off the top rope. Like, what the hell's going on here? Oh man! Then Horace comes out at the end, hits the Warrior with a chair. Post match, because Hogan wins by cheating, because Horace comes out. Right. Post match, Hogan goes to Horace. You passed the test, brother. You passed the test. With, with like a zipper on his head from the staples <laughs> and the scarf from the chair shot a week ago, <laughs> or two weeks ago. <laughs> and then they start putting lighter fluid all over the world. Like, yeah. They're really going to murder him. Hogan, right. Hogan was not lying. No, he wasn't. Any other notes you have from this match? But I just no, love it. No, he kind of covered everything. <sighs> it, any other uh, 
What did you? Because you rewatched it. When was the last time you saw it? When it happened. Okay. You watched this live? No, I watched it when it came out, like a month afterwards. Oh man. Maybe just some replays on Nitro that they kept showing over and over. Did you? Admit, <laughs> but I remember seeing some of the highlights of it. It be like wow, that was terrible, or wow, that was great. Uh, watching it now, I think is better than what I thought it was back then. Okay. I think you have one that I don't have. What was that? The that what? Which one do you have next for a a uh, the so bad's good King of the Road match? Yes, yes. So here's the thing: we're both like late '80s, early '90s kind of starter wrestling yeah. fans. So back then, I really liked the idea of well, I'll just call them factions. But in WWE, there were families like Heenan family and the Hart family. Like I liked those, but then in WCW wrestling, there were stables, and what made sense to me was the Four Horsemen was a stable because they're horses. I'm like, okay, that's like a Southern stable <laughs> thing. And then Robert Parker had his stable, and he's like a country, whatever he is. He's a colonel. Yeah, okay, colonel. <laughs> he's a colonel, so I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Blacktop Bully, Arn Anderson yep. was in it. Um, Blacktop, um, Blacktop Bully, who Blacktop was, Bully and Maine. Who was Axe from Demolition. Yeah. I know Smash. Smash yeah. and uh, Repo Man and right. Blacktop Bully. So then I'm like, okay, Stables is a good name for this. So the Colonel Parker Stable was kind of like going against WCW guys, kind of like the old NWO like a year later. An invasion. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just whatever. So Dustin Rhodes is repping uh, WCW, oh. and they have to do, for this uncensored 95, yes. no rules, no anything, and it's just ridiculous matches. So this one is a King of the Road match where they're on an 18-wheel trailer full of hay and yep. a cage and there's like a barbed wire around the whole th- or not barbed wire chicken wire chicken wire just every, it's kind of ridiculous but it's innovative right sure it's i like- remember seeing highlights of it i didn't see it as it happened i saw highlights on like power hour or a saturday night of it i'm like that's kind of cool yeah because if you're on a moving truck it's hard to keep your balance when you're going like a certain amount of speed and you got to take turns and stuff like that Right. So I'm like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> You're in. You were in for of this, course I was this blacktop bully match. Okay. Not so much the characters. I liked Dustin Rhodes back then. I wasn't too big onto blacktop bully. I thought he was kind of corny. Did you know he was Smash? Probably. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, this is kind of cool. I wish I could have seen it live. <laughs> but it was a lot longer and, and just... It was way too long. It was. But it was cool. Like, you get the WCW helicopter shots. You got the car following them I in the shots. Much, this must have cost so much money to do. Oh, for sure. You got to pay the helicopter. You got to <laughs> rent the truck. You got to close the roads down. You got to have cop escorts. Oh, yeah. man. This so speaking ridiculous. of the roads closed, in, maybe in the middle or towards the end of it, they've got to stop for a church bus. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, 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 the trailer stops, right? Jesus doesn't stop for anybody. No, they stop and the bus goes. But these two dopes <laughs> are in the back still on like sea legs like bouncing back and forth like <laughs> pretending like they're off balance oh, i'm like but the, it stopped why are you off balance <laughs> give them a break um, they're just in a they're they're wrestling on tv in front of a shivani did a hell of a job like calling this he was saying how grueling it was and at, at the beginning of it when it was picking up speed and he's like this trailer's going 55 miles an hour and you could just see how slow the trees are going <laughs> so this is stuff that i'm noticing now when i rewatched it yeah and one of my favorite things is uh, Heenan on there. He's always making one-liners, and my favorite right. one was because they had, like, uh, buckets in there with water, maybe some pig slop. They, they were saying it was hay and manure in this back thing in the in the trailer. Yeah. Um, 
Dustin Rose grabs a trough and and Heenan goes, that, "That's a trough." He's like, that, "That's what uh, him and his dad eat out of. That's the dinner plate." <laughs> 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 and he's just got other one-liners. I didn't write them down, but that was my favorite one, the trough. It's but. worth it just to hear Bobby's one-liners. It is, and it's it, it just. I think it's a fun match, and I, I liked even going back and watching it, even if you think it was long. It was good. I, I'm all for that whole pay-per-view is great yeah. in the sense how did terrible you, Did you watch is. anything else after that? No, but isn't that the one with the, the triple doom cage match? Yeah. Yes, I, I've seen that before. And then there's the boxer against the wrestler, <laughs> and then the uh, Haku tri- the, or Ming versus uh, Jim Duggan in a karate match. <laughs> <laughs> that triple doom, remember we were watching that, that cage match where they Hogan and Macho, they forgot to pin him. Like, oh, let's go back and pin him. Yeah. Okay, now let's go. Like, I was going to add that to it, but to me, that's too obvious for just, like, the disaster. I think that's just too bad. It's not even good. I don't know, man. It's got uh, Zeus. It's got the Taskmaster. It's got all those guys. Is, he, is, he, is his name Zeus in this? No, it's, um, oh, what is it? it Tiny? Is, no, it's something more hilarious. Hold on. Let me look it up really Perfect. quick. No, it's something ridiculous, and I'm sure pe- And this is something I should know. It's, like, one of the weird facts off the top yeah. of my head. I bring all the cold medicine on. So if you were asked this question at StarCast when we did the trivia for... Uh, uh, so, yeah, you could tell that story real quick while I'm looking it up. The StarCast trivia with the C2E2 guys. Yeah, so we went to the C2E2, we're walking by, and I'm just a sucker for free shit, right? Yeah, free rock. <laughs> so we went in. to Buffalo Wild Wings, I got this little spinner. You know, I'm. is this free? Yeah, spin the wheel. Okay, cool. So then we're in this other room with C2E2. I see a spinner, I say, hey, is this free? He's like, yeah. He's like, go ahead and spin it. He's, he's telling me all the, all the cool stuff I can get. I can get uh, a drawing it for tickets for C2E2, keychained, uh, I don't know, little postcards, and just crap like that. Um so I spin it. He asked me a question out of a book. It's a trivia book. He asked me about the first WrestleMania date. He tells me something March 85, March 86, April. I'm like, no, it's not 86. It's not 87. So then I'm between two Marches. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, WrestleMania is usually towards the end of March. Yeah, he gave me multiple choices. So yeah. he gave me my March 5th. I'm like, that's not it. It's got to be the other one. He's like, hey, you got it. So I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, give me a cape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I give it to Steve's daughter. What am I going to do with the cape? So he gives sure. it to me. So then... Uh, he asked Steve if he wants to go, and Steve spins in, and he gets a trivia question. Before the guy even gets multiple choice, just Steve gives him the answer, and the guy's like, whoa, you didn't even need the thing. And the, he gives, the question was, what was the first match, the first opening match of WrestleMania 1? Yeah. It's the Executioner versus Tito Santana. Right. I, I just know that. And, you know, <laughs> and like, the guy was like, oh, my God. Like, everyone's mind was blown that I knew it. Yeah. He tried to give me a little, like, Pin like a one. Oh yeah, pin. Was like, that was the option. So I, I, sir, I, I turned to him. I said, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "This guy didn't even need no multiple choice. You better give us a little better than that." He's like, "Okay, you're right, you're right." So he turned to me. He's like, "We got a mug." Yeah, it's better a mug. than a pin. Yeah, a little BS pin. So <laughs> C two E two. Get the hell out of here, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. I mean that was a cool mug. It was. I got I got a mug now. By the way, that that match at Uncensored was not ninety five. It was ninety six. It was the next year. Okay. And Zeus was known as Z Gangster. That's right. Yes. And there was also a guy named the Ultimate Solution, who was just this giant guy, which I believe they had to change to the Final Solution or the Ultimate. One of the two things, something to do with, like, that's what um, Nazi Germany was called, so oh, I didn't change it. Yeah. Either way, Z-Gangster, I knew it was something ridiculous. That is pretty ridiculous. Next up, let's go with the Huckster versus the Nacho Man match. Let's get ready to stumble. 
right, so this was 96, the famous Billionaire Ted skits with before WrestleMania 12, and it all culminated in a main event match on the WrestleMania 12 countdown pre-show, mm-hmm. the free-for-all. And it was a pre-recorded Huckster versus Nacho Man. And my friends and I ordered this match in 96. We're in sixth grade. We were, like, rolling laughing at how funny it was. And I could see why, because it's really juvenile humor. Right. But even now, like, I'm laughing. Like, you know, it is still funny. Na- the Nacho Man keeps can only get to the bottom rope. And yeah. the Huckster comes out on a walker. And they have to fast forward it to get into the <laughs> ring. And then he's like, the Huckster's getting an oxygen tank. And then he can't rip his shirt off. Like, oh, look at those pythons. And I think King says, they look more like earthworms. <laughs> so he's trying to rip his shirt off, and he needs Ted Turner or Billionaire Ted and, and Scheme Gene to rip it off. Yeah. They end up needing a defibrillator for the Macho Man. They both I love lose. how Macho just like comes back. He's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, snap into it. Like, he's just like full of life all of a sudden. <laughs> this is like a four-minute thing, guys. Definitely worth your time to go look on YouTube, the Huckster versus the Nacho yeah. Man. And it's only like three minutes, so exactly. you're not wasting much time. <laughs> if, you, if you need a smile on your face. I'm just something so bad, and it's something that gets crapped on over time, but I loved it. I yeah, loved it. Me so too. Uh, we've got the main event coming up. So do you have anything else before the main event? What's the main event? It's going to be involving two monster trucks. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I've got a couple others. That was all I had. I didn't have too much. Cause right, I well, didn't want to go, like, because then we'd be talking about all in, so I don't want to go. Where are we at on time right now? 40 minutes. We're okay. So we got some time, yeah. right? So one of the things I remember was uh, I was kind of watching off and on back in 2002, and Howard Finkel against Lillian Garcia, Tuxedo yes. versus Evening Gown. Yes. I forgot how, I'm not going to say raunchy, but just how, I guess I'll just say raunchy, like the, the language was back then. Yeah. So one of the first things is Stacey, that, um, Howard Finkel is in the ring, he's doing announcements in his tuxedo, right? Sure. Stacey Keeler comes out and she comes out. She's like, I'm not here to support you. I'm here to um, make sure Trish Stratus doesn't show up because I guess they got a rivalry, right? Um, so then... Uh, this is a good story, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fink says something about <laughs> her interfering with this. She's like, "I'm not here to interfere. That yeah, I'm not here to interfere in your match. I'm here to make sure what's her name doesn't come out." Okay, uh, Trish Stratus. <laughs> and and uh, Finkel goes, Inter- yeah. <laughs> "You're right, man. You need to make, you know, make it here." He's like, "The only thing you're interfering with something in my trousers." <laughs> and Stacy's like, "Ew, gross!" <laughs> and then she gets out of the ring. That was that was a lot of build up. <laughs> well, you got to know Stacy Keithler's out there. And okay, Finkel's okay. being just disgusting, oh, being a creepy old man. Okay, yeah. and then Lillian comes out, and then Finkel's like, like Jim Ross is in his podcast, but he has a girl on. In two thousand, yeah, right. So I'm talking two thousand two. This is kind of acceptable, right? Or no? I, I don't remember. This is so long ago. Yeah, I think so. Because remember, I wasn't really watching, but after the Attitude Era ended, and after the WCW went away, like, in 2002 to 2003, 4, 5, whatever, like, they turned up, like, the raunchiness just like, to, kind create, of just, to get, like, viewers. Yeah. That was, like, Vince McMahon was, like, making out with Trish Stratus and making out with Sable. She was, like, a sex slave and yeah. all that weird stuff. I watched off and on. I wasn't that dedicated after after the invasion angle. Yeah. So then uh, later on in this match, Lillian Garcia gets introduced. She comes out. And Finkel says, that's a nice gown there, honey, but I thought Juliana, Giuliani barred hookers from the city a long time ago. You mean? 
So the Finkel is like, oh, is being just heel Fink, huh? Yeah, interesting. And then they're doing the wrestling. They're trying to get. He's trying to rip off her gown. I'm like, this just looks weird. Why are you ripping her clothes off? <laughs> and then he gets back up, grabs the mic, and he says, "That's how it should be. Blonde like you on your back." Oh my god. <laughs> Stacy comes in, Trish comes in, Lillian gets up, they beat the shit out of Finkel and strip him down. So as they're stripping him down, I'm just imagining like this time period, I'm like, he's going to have on white things with a, with a, a shit stain on his face. That's just what I'm imagining. I wish it was, but it wasn't. They were just like blue, like, uh-huh. um, tight, white, not whitey tighties, but red tighties. Yeah. Yeah, brief. So I'm like, man, I'm like, they had a missed opportunity. If you're gonna go this disgusting, you should at least have him in white, whitey tighties with you know a shit stain on his pants. It's a skid mark. Oh yeah. my god, I'm gonna go back and watch this just to see how awkward, gross Howard Finkel is. Yeah, it's just weird. Like just watching, I'm like, man, that would not fly today. It doesn't. <laughs> it shouldn't have flied then. No, it probably shouldn't have. And then the other one I have was when I first started watching again uh, in 2014. Vicky Guerrero was the general manager of Monday Night Raw. Okay. Uh, Stephanie McMahon has a problem with her. She comes out in the ring. She comes out. She's like, Vicky, you're doing a terrible job. Um, I'm going to fire you. Yeah. So Vicky comes out and starts begging for her job. And she says, you know, you know what? I'll make, I'll either fire you or you can wrestle for a GM spot on for SmackDown. Okay. I just want to play this audio because I think just the passion of Vicky and Stephanie just made this match so much better like later in the night. Okay. You got it? Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, good. Stephanie, I'm not a competitor. So is that your resignation? Is that what what we're doing? Yes? No. Resigning? I should... Wait, wait. Uh, 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 who's my opponent? Who's your opponent? <laughs> well, that's the part, the best part, Vicky. Your opponent is me. Stephanie is such a good actress, isn't she? No. You don't think so? I don't. What about Vicky? Not a fan. Did you watch this angle back then? I did. I remember this. You didn't like it? Probably not. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Screw you. Oh, the goods. I do. Now, this is where she gets her. Yeah, right? Is this because you're Mexican? Why do you like no, this no, so no, much? No, no. <laughs> no, I... So, that, so was anyway, your, that was like your Austin Rock moment for 2014 for you? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so later in the match, uh, Vicky is out there. She's ready. She's got her yeah. her singlet on, like, just ready to go. <laughs> I remember this. I do. Okay. Uh, Stephanie comes out, and then she's got, uh, what was her name, Rosita? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. You she, comes out, she, com- she comes out with uh, three girls. I wish I wrote it down. Anyways, the other three women and... Vicky says, you know what, the first one to go in that pool, she points to the pool of mud. Yeah. First one that gets thrown in there, well, if you get thrown in there, you're fired. You're just making me awkward. I'm letting, <laughs> I'm letting you talk. Okay, you're just giving me the, the side eye like, oh, God. Like, yeah, like, we're not giving you the wrap-up symbol yet, but Jesus, yeah. man, get to it here. <laughs> just, I'm just joking around. Go I got to go. <laughs> That's fine. But... <laughs> Vicky throws the other three girls in the mud, and everybody's like going crazy because yeah. Stephanie's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna throw you in the mud." 
um, Vicky comes out. Stephanie starts singing, and I just love how Stephanie sings. She's like, na, 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 hey, hey, Because hey. <laughs> she realizes that Vicky's going to throw her uh-huh. in the mud. Throws her in the mud. The crowd goes crazy. Yes. End of story. <laughs> uh, I do know, I do like that uh, that moment when she throws her in the mud, because yeah. I remember that. Side note, Cody just tweeted, announcement coming in a little less than an hour. So let's see. And someone replied, uh, Pharaoh signed to an NXT deal. <laughs> Pharaoh's talk. So we'll see what that is. Um, let's go to the main event the after main after you event. just stumbled through a Vicky Guerrero segment. <laughs> now you're all sad. I am sad. It's okay. This will cheer you up. All right. The sumo monster truck match between Hulk Hogan and the Giant at Halloween Havoc 1995. Yeah. Oh my God! This is amazing. It is. I I remembered it being great, but not this great. So it starts off. I like that there's some strategy on how to get this guy out. Both of the guys. So before we get, for those who haven't seen it, this isn't a regular wrestling match or a sumo wrestling match or anything no. like that. It's not a gimmick. When they say monster truck match, it's not a gimmick. This is what happens. Hulk Hogan and the Giant, Paul White, the Big Show, whatever, are in two monster trucks mm-hmm. where they don't show. You can see it sometimes. They're not driving. Somebody next to them in the car with them is the one driving the trucks. But they, Hogan looks like he's driving. Yes. They're in a giant. They're on the top of the roof uh, of the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. We're in a circle of uh, of traffic horses yeah. with lights and flares, and they are strapped together. And literally monster trucks. Welded truck, together. Welded in monster trucks. And the idea is whoever can push the guy off Like wins. through off the ring. Yes, wins. And there's two charges, yes. explosions that you're not, they don't know where they're at. But if you hit it, it goes off. And before they start, so they're, they're you know, they're Hogan and the Giant are like glaring at each other, doing the stare down before they get in the truck. And there's some guy there going over the rules. Hogan's like, what, what are the rules, brother? What are the rules? He needs to know the rules right, are right. to win. This, I, I love this guy's explanation. It's this horrible. Is, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you do this, and then, you know, you, you weld to do this, and then, you know, whoever pushes this and charge it, like, what the hell? <laughs> so luckily the announcers are there to explain it. <laughs> it's Eric Bischoff and Bobby Heenan, and they're just trying to sell this, like, oh, this is incredible. Like, right. oh, look at that. Look at the moves and all that stuff. And, and then one of the charges goes off at one yeah. point, which is just fireworks. Right. This it's hard. I can't explain it if you haven't seen it. And by the way, the whole it's mo- it's, a, it's a sumo strategy in a truck. I mean, you're getting but it's a mon- it's like the grave digger monster trucks, right? And the and Hogan the, truck is a is a Hogan monster truck, right, and the giant the one arms. is a Dungeon of Doom monster truck. Mm-hmm. And they're just pushing each other out. And I was starting to watch a little of this Halloween Havoc '95. I think for our Halloween episode, we're going to review Halloween Havoc '95 All because. Right. It's got awesome stuff from top to bottom in it. It's got Macho Man versus the Zodiac. It's 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 got great stuff. Um, Hogan ends up winning by pushing him out of the thing out of the, the circle. Well, as I'm watching it, I think there's just the buildup for me. Like if I'm in there, I want to try to turn yeah. and just keep turning so that I can start spinning and then break and then push. Like I'm I'm thinking strategy when I'm watching this. Like they're going back, they're going back. Hogan almost goes out. They get back to the center. You know, all of a sudden there's some you know. Hulking up. Yes. With, with, with the truck. <laughs> with the truck. Like, almost out. He pushes uh, the giant or the uh, Dungeon of Doom truck like, yes. all the way to the middle. 
it's wet and it's just like squealing. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's been raining all day here in Detroit. Yeah. And, and that just adds more drama, right? <laughs> no, the drama comes when the, they get out, Hogan wins. Well, who wins? Hogan. He pushes him all the way out. Yes. And then and Hogan even goes out. He's like, well, that's the winner right there. Right. And then they get out to wrestle around on the roof. And the Giants trying to throw Hogan over the roof. And yeah. there's like a little platform. You lifted him up pretty good, too. And there's a little platform where they're both on, and they're on there for a second, and the Giant does the cartoon, whoa, I, whoa, I, I, whoa, I, 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 whoa. <laughs> and he falls off the roof of the Joe Louis Arena. And like, oh, no. <laughs> Get help, brother. Get help. And then they go back to the arena. The Giant's dead. No. Well, spoilers. He should have been. He should have been. I mean, Joe Louis Arena, come on. I fell off my roof and I, I, I twisted my back. Do you fall off your roof? Yeah, about eight years ago. <laughs> what were you doing on your roof? Um, Backyard wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I was up there cleaning it. Uh, the, so how did you fall off the roof? I was at the edge and I slipped. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. I thought it would be more like dramatic. Like, no. Like a big storm blew in. It was a single storm that blew over my yeah. house. It was uh, a bird. He flew in. It <laughs> whacked you in the head. I'll make, it, I'll make it more interesting. So I was at the top, and I was trying to get rid of this wasp nest, <laughs> and they came chasing me, and I didn't know what to do. So, so I just dove. Yeah. <laughs> you did a swan dive. Um, tried to hit the pool. I hit the, uh, hit the deck. <laughs> so they go back to the arena. Literally. <laughs> they go back to the arena, and it's Bischoff and Heenan, and some other guy in the middle with them who was like their monster truck expert. Uh-huh. I'm guessing, and he, they're, you could tell Heenan is trying not to just bust out laughing at how terrible this is, yeah. and they're Bischoff like, oh, we're selling the seriousness of the situation, so then the match happened, they have the match, Hogan comes out to the ring, Bruce Buffer does the intro for him, Hogan's got Taskmaster paint on for some reason, and like he's in the darkness, because he's facing the Dungeon of Doom, and this is no more than 20 minutes after this happened, mm-hmm. they're like, there's not going to be a match. Nope, the giant just comes walking out like nothing happened. So no bandages, no, no, nothing. There's bandages later. <laughs> There's bandages. So they have their match. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Of course I do. They have this is. A, I mean, I'm sure people have seen it, but in case you haven't, like the match, kind of skip it because it's not. It's really boring. Like the Hogan actual giant match, I yeah. skipped a lot. It's really boring. But the end is when it gets amazing. One after the other thing happens. So Hogan has got, you know, the giant to win. And then Jimmy Hart knocks the ref down because Jimmy Hart apparently turns evil, joins the Dungeon of Doom, or maybe he already has. I don't remember. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these guys start coming out to attack, right? Like to attack the Hogan or giant or whatever. So first, I don't know who came out first. If it was Macho Man and Luger, they come out before the big surprise. So Macho Man and Luger came running out. And then Jimmy Hart hits Macho Man with, like, the belt. But then Luger turns and joins with Jimmy Hart. So that's very confusing. So he's yeah. beating up Macho Man. And then, so Macho Man was coming out to beat up who? The Macho Man was coming out to save the Hogan from the Dungeon of Doom. But he came out okay. at the same time with Luger. <laughs> but Luger turns okay. after Jimmy Hart hits Macho Man with the belt. Okay. So now Luger's with them. And then all of a sudden this big old beast of a man... Dressed as a mummy, Tony Schiavone calls him the Yeti, comes out, <laughs> like literally walking like a mummy, hugs Hulk Hogan, starts dry humping him. Yeah, he does. Like <laughs> for a long time, too. <laughs> and then he does it again. And then like, I was thinking about this. 
as I was watching this, I'm like, imagine showing this to someone and not telling them anything. Like the, just sitting next to them, they'd be like, wait, what? What the hell? I, like, it's like, okay, regular wrestling match, whatever. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff starts yeah, this, happening. This is not the match you want uh, to introduce. This to is the show. match you want to introduce. <laughs> is it? Yes. This With is, the Yeti? Like, this, this is, is everything you, you need to know about wrestling. Pretty much. This is the match that you need to see if you're a non-wrestling fan. So listeners out there, if you have a wrestling uh, person in your life does not like wrestling, show them this match. They will be a wrestling fan. I guarantee you. So I just looked it up. Um, who was the Yeti? It was Ron Reese. I don't know if you remember Raven's yeah. Flock. He was Reese. What could have been, man? He could have. He was a could bad. have been the Yeti. Because <laughs> the Reese went nowhere. <laughs> it was just. And he was trained by Big John Stud, so that's fitting. And then they were like, the winner by DQ, the giant. I was like, why is the giant the winner by DQ? Is because of Macho Man? Like, yeah. It was just. Or because Jimmy Hart hit the referee. It was just so confusing. But if you remember the next night in Nitro, they say that Jimmy Hart says, I was the attorney, and I put in there that he could win the title by DQ. and like, Yeah, that's weird. So everything was just uh, amazing. <laughs> There's a lot more bad wrestling we could talk about, but I don't want to go too crazy with it. But it was just so much fun. It was. That was like my like highlight watching this whole mess of all yeah. the bad stuff I watched. That's the gold standard for bad wrestling. It's got to be, right? What's better than that? Joy Ryan's dick druids? No, no, no. Yeah, that's good. Rest in penis? Yeah. I would say second is that uh, that trailer match. The <laughs> king of the highway. The king of the road? Yeah. But as we were looking through this stuff, there was stuff, other stuff I was going to add. But I remember back when I first started watching WCW, PN News was a big deal. Like, I love PN News. Yeah. And I'm like, I totally forgot about this guy. So I looked him up because I remember he was, um, he was like a rapper, like a little hip hopper, like Fresh mm -hmm. Prince and stuff like that. And there was one match I showed you with him and Elegante where they come out and they're like, mm -hmm. he's doing the rap and at the end they win and they're like dancing to his music. And I'm like, this is so goofy. <laughs> That's classic mid nineties WCW though. Yeah. I don't remember PN News. I do remember Elegante. Mm -hmm. But I, when I went, PN News was like a big fat guy too, right? Yeah. PN. He was a lot, he, well, looking back on him now, like he just looks more sloppy fat than I remember him. I remember him being more like a solid fat, kind of like, like an earthquake. earthquake yeah. yeah. But he's just real sloppy fat. <laughs> he's just a fat guy. Yeah. What was your favorite part of all the bad stuff we talked about today? Mm -hmm. What was your favorite moment of all the bad stuff we talked about? Kelly oh, Kelly. man. Or yeah, you, but for me, I'll I, let you go. I'll let you say yours first. I think it was the ECW one where I kind of figured out that it wasn't just like a one-time thing with the zombie, that it turned into a, like a weekly thing of crappy wrestlers <laughs> and, and, and uh, Sandman just beating the crap out of them. I think mine was the fact that you videotaped the Hawaiian Tropic Bikini. <laughs> was it? <laughs> we're going to watch that. No, we're not. You're like, holy crap. I wanna, Who knew Silicone was around in 91? I want to watch it just for the commercials. Unless you were one of those guys. When you, were, you used to record stuff, did you ever pause commercials? Like, I would sometimes. Like you would pause to yeah. no commercials? But that would mean I'd have to watch it live. Right. It's the Hawaiian Tropic thing. I think I just had it, and then we had a switch box where I was able to switch back to TV but still record the channel I was recording. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but I remember setting it up and making sure like I would press record as soon as the show started, and I had to make sure it was right. Hold on. I never knew how to program a VCR, like record at 3 o'clock and end at 4. Like, I never knew how to do that. 
Let me look up here. So I'm going to look up on YouTube. Miss Hawaiian Tropic 1992. Yeah, maybe 90, 92, 91. Let's see. Well, there's 95 was a popular one. No, that, 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 that wasn't it. Well, 92. Here we go. Here's a hard copy clip. All right. What the hell? Remember hard copy? Yeah, Is that's this it. it. That's it. Look at them. They bounce. I mean, I kind of want to watch this now. <laughs> it was the 90s, man. You had Baywatch. You had bikini models. I remember, did you ever have like a poster of like a bikini girl in your room? Uh, I did. Who did I have? I had a few. Not like a few, but like I remember I had uh, I had a Brit- so I had a Britney Spears cardboard Pepsi cutout, uh-huh. and I had like a Tara Reid picture from like Maxim or something there back when Tara Reid was hot after yeah. American Pie. Right. But no, uh, I'm trying to think of any wrestling posters for girls. Maybe Sunny, maybe. I don't think anything else though. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know if those places or those magazines are around Maxim and FHM and all those. Horn, I think horny 90s men's mags. Maxim's still around. I don't know if FHM is. I see Maxim at Barnes & Noble from time to time. Oh, okay. I mean, as long as there's airports, there's going to be magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you know, maybe a long way down the line when everyone just has, everyone has an iPad or everybody has a tablet where you can just log in and yeah. tap, I want your magazine. But as long as there's airports and train stations and stuff, there's going to be magazines. So Cause that's when you buy them, right? That's when you buy a magazine now when you travel. Yeah. At least for me. Right. Need more wrestling magazines to come back. Mm-hmm. Old school WWF magazine. That was kind of really off topic there at the end. Yeah. I guess. Did you see those magazines at the vendor room? Yeah. I was thinking about buying a couple of them. They were in decent condition. Like there was one with the Hulk Hogan on the front. The Hulk Hogan. With Hulk Hogan on the front. <laughs> you were thinking about it, but you didn't? Yeah, because they were like 10 bucks. I'm like, That's is, too is high. it worth it for uh, yeah, you know, those just ven- some- Those vendor rooms at StarCast were a little too high. We could talk a little bit about StarCast, not necessarily people we met, but. The the specific like the podcast row setup was kind of weird. There's like here you use a bunch of podcasts sitting a table along a hallway of the hotel. Yeah. So like if we were doing it, you wouldn't hear us at all because because our the way our mics are, they pick up just every all the background noise. It picks up like picks up that like yeah. my microphones would pick up everything. Right. Um. So I'm kind of glad we didn't do it. We'd be like the announcers in the. Uh... What was that match? The Warrior match? Yes. Said, is it just you, or am, can I? Am I having a hard time hearing these announcers because everything was so loud? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. their, their volume with Halloween loud. Havoc. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- so that was fine. Uh, I felt like some of the guys were like trying to give away, like selling shirts and stuff. I'm like, I don't know you. Why would I buy your stuff? That's why yeah. I, I don't like try to push stuff. Like you don't know, like why would I ask you buy stuff? Um, the vendor room was cool, just to kind of browse around. They had people getting tattoos there. Yeah, if they, if they would have had one, I probably would have got one. The one I wanted was the outline of the Ultimate Warrior. Really? He, yeah, even as a tattoo artist, like that's pretty easy to do. You yeah. just take one and you just do the outline. Right. But then the guy's like, we don't have that. I'm like, um, it's right there, just do the outline. <laughs> he really said he didn't? He, yeah, he's, he's like, we don't have that. How, as a tattoo artist, you cannot draw that, I don't that, know, though, but like, I just, I just stopped after that. Probably a good call. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to lose a hundred bucks just by not doing an outline of something you already know what you 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 right. have available, that's so. But weird. I'm not there to argue with somebody who who should know their job. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, a hundred. 
I can't believe it. That's a good call by you by not getting one then, yeah. for sure. But I do, I, I guess 100 is fair because I remember getting a small tattoo. It was no, no bigger than a quarter. Yeah. And there was a place in uh, Joliet, no Lockport, it was called Tattoo City. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it was like $80. And being one of my first tattoos, I didn't know any different, so I paid the $80 for it. Yeah. But it's it shouldn't have never cost $80. What should it have cost? <laughs> Probably about 40 or 50 Plus, then you tip them or whatever. Yeah. What do you tip a tattoo artist? If I like him, it might be like <laughs> if I like him, it might be like twenty bucks. Okay, no matter what it is, if it's a thirty dollars tattoo, I'll tip him twenty. Okay, just because I mean it's it's their living too. Yeah, that's how they make their money. And I can't imagine them working like nonstop all because there there was there's little, not enough time in the day. They're just sitting there half the day, not doing anything, not making any money. <laughs> Who was that girl we walked by and she's like, "Hey, baby, what's up?" Like was flexing for you. Who was that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> hey, baby, what's up? She was eyeing me, then she's flexing and winking at me. Like I had no idea what she was doing. But she was uh she was a wrestler for some uh, like wow women, some women's. Yeah. Re- I don't think it was wow, but I wish we still had the things she had, she gave us. Yeah, I tossed that. But yeah, yeah right. so did I. But yeah, that was kind of weird too. Yeah, it was fun. But it was nice. I mean, I, I like attention. And we'll tell a story real quick. Well, we'll end in this fun story. So you Starcast near like. Near not the end of the day, we got there at like ten. Left, we were there for a long time. You know, we yeah. we left for a little bit. Went to Olive Garden because <laughs> oh, the buffet was great. So the buffet was eighteen dollars. It was like cold cut sandwiches and cold fries or something. And uh, churros. Yeah, churros. <laughs> so if you want to spend eighteen bucks for a cold cut sandwich and a couple of churros, you know, be my guest. <laughs> and we're looking. And you're like, I saw one guy get it. He looked so happy. hell yeah, he did. He looked so happy. I came prepared though. Like I brought snacks because I didn't know if they were going to have food there. And if they did, I wasn't going to pay eight dollars yeah. for a ham sandwich <laughs> or a burger. Yeah. So we went across the street to Olive Garden, yeah. Virgil style. Um, I guess the meat sauce. Meat sauce. <laughs> meat sauce. You got like a sal- unlimited, unlimited salad and water. Oh, yeah. Here's your $4.68 Olive Garden guy. Um, yeah, why not? I don't know. It was only that $24. But anyway, like, near like the end, it was getting more crowded in there. Like when we first got there, it was pretty open, I thought. Yeah. And like the, it was pretty narrow, like the halls. And like there's just wrestlers just walking around. There's no oh, yeah. else to, there's no like backstage. And who's next to us but J.J. Dillon is in the mass of people. So just imagine, like, I guess the closest example I come with this is, like, when the bell rings in school and just everybody floods the hallway. Yeah. That's how kind of crowded it was. Yeah. Like, everybody is in the hallway and you're trying to maneuver and people got tables and there's some that and you've got to wait for other people to get through the opening and you wait for that line to get through then you cut through that little opening and yeah i cut through and there's jj dylan like <laughs> right there like he don't know where the hell he's going <laughs> he's got a big old suitcase full of gimmicks he's like where do i go yeah it's like that's no one's helping him no it's a funny shame what a fall from grace for jj dylan <laughs> <laughs> goddamn four horses jj the booker of wwe and wwf and wcw he's and a commissioner we talked about him a couple weeks ago yeah. he's laying the law down on lex luger oh yeah that too like, geez, this guy can't, can't even get a simple direction on where to go. Oh, man. I would have helped him, but I didn't know where he wanted to go. Because we didn't know where we were going. We're like, where the hell is the Sapphire room? Well, it's because they, it's because they label. So, like, the rooms, like, had hotel room names. Yeah. And then they labeled them wrestling names, but you didn't know what they were. It was like it was like playing, like, detective and code yeah, break. Box of gimmicks is this room, but we didn't know what that room was. Right. I'm like, where's the box of gimmicks in, like? I mean, the hotel staff is like, we don't know. We can tell you where the orange room is. <laughs> and then, like, we were trying to meet Eric Bischoff, and they were like, he'll be in here later. 
So I just tweeted Eric Bischoff. I'm like, are you there? He's like, I'm there now. I moved to this room. I'm like, why isn't StarCast telling me this? I don't know why I didn't see him, because he was off in the corner. Right. Like, well, we we'll, couldn't see we'll, him. We'll talk about that <laughs> next week on our, our meeting with, with old Drinky, yeah. um, Eric Bischoff. But yes, it was, it was, it was still, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun event. And you were, you said you were really glad you went and you really got to go. And I am glad I went. Here's the thing. I'm cheap. I don't like to spend money. I prefer to. We didn't have, we didn't have to. We didn't have no, to get I wristbands. Know, but... That pisses me off. We didn't need to buy wristbands. They didn't check once. I didn't see anyone checking wristbands. We yeah, I don't think walk. they did. They didn't. We could have just walked. We could have walked wherever we wanted. We were walking around for the first half hour without wristbands until we figured out where it was. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't need that, but it was more. I'll say it again next time. It's just it was like wrestling heaven to me. Like you're walking around and there's um, SoCal Val, there's Jay Lethal walking around, there's the yeah. Genius and Eric Bischoff, and just like everybody's just like walking around, like having a good time, and it's not like they're total superstars or they just like yeah. don't want to. I mean, with anybody. Eric Bischoff was wearing bootcut jeans. You're not gonna look like a superstar wearing bootcuts. No. He's strutting. Oh, he, <laughs> better than ever. We were walking behind him. Yeah. Just his, just his. Uh, it was like that. Uh, the Bee Gees walk. Like, yeah, he was staying alive. It. He was popular that day. He was meeting people. That you know, kissing his ass and telling him how great he was. Yeah. He was a little buzzed. He's <laughs> like, I'm back, better than ever. It was, it was a really fun time for sure. We'll I be, imagine him high fiving people like Teen Wolf walking through the hallways because <laughs> he's so awesome. You're doing the backwards like behind yeah, his yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Teen Wolf Eric Bischoff. We'll get we'll get more into that next week when we talk about our meeting wrestlers episode. I'm going to have a few guys um, on hopefully next week to talk about it. And also, if you have a story about meeting a wrestler, either shoot me a note on Twitter at PPW Podcast, or if you want to send me an audio note or long form note, you can either DM me or uh, PPW Podcast at Gmail dot com. I really want to hear all your stories about that. So we can combine them in the next week's show. Um, I'm going to play the clip next week. This is a little bit of a tease. So our buddy Mark Caruso went to um, Boardwalk Con a couple weeks ago, got me the Young Bucks autograph with Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. And remember we were wondering on a Starcade show, like, why the hell did Sting say Mamacita yeah. at the end? Yeah. Mark met Sting. Mark asked Sting. Mark recorded himself asking Sting why he said that. Week? Yes. You All will right. get to hear the reason from Sting himself why he said Mamacita's after he won Star K ninety seven his first words. You I think you know. should take a pause, throw in the throw in the sting saying it. it okay. And then close the show. That's a lot of work. Maybe really we'll see. Not. I, I if I hey if if I did it, you guys will hear it after this. If not, it means I was too lazy. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be it for the uh, it, for this week, guys. Sorry for my loopiness and for my maybe my voice being off um, fighting this cold. Thanks for coming out, Eric. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the follows on Twitter and the likes and the retweets and all the other stuff. Remember, I'm going to do the giveaway of Survivor Series 92 VHS. Make sure you're following us for that um, to hear all about how do you can win a copy of an old WWF VH, VHS tape. Anything else, Eric? Mamacita! Guys, we'll see you next week.